Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, your other host, Justin, and we're back for another Q&A episode with you today. Today's topic is so interesting to me. I can't wait for this conversation, so I'm ready to hop right into it. Uh, Justin, welcome back on to the podcast. I know we had a couple of solo episodes we both did individually, so it's nice to record a few Q&A episodes today. Absolutely. Thank you, Elena. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Please continue to share word of mouth. Um, again, follow us on Instagram. You can see it all the ha- all of the tags and everything are in the um, summary of these podcasts. So again, thank you, everyone. But since we record to uh, a day when we do them to try to prepare and since Elena's um, got a bun in the oven here soon we're trying to get ahead and prepare for that and go through that transition so all as i said in the previous podcast you know hit the gas that's about really resiliency so we're hitting the gas right now to prepare amongst her preparing for her new stage in life and at food service partners um we're better with bacon fat grown strong and um primal rock we're about to prepare for major new large stages and growth in our lives here as well. So that's kind of crazy, both on California and in Georgia. So that being said, we're going to try to get a lot done to start preparing for the new seasons in our life um, and get a little bit ahead. So we're not as stressed. So thank you everyone for listening in. Let's dive into the question, Elena. Perfect. Our question for today is what's the most dangerous behavior or trait that you've seen derail leaders' careers. Awesome. All right. I This one, I think I have about five points I'm going to make on this one. I love this question again, because I don't think we talk about negative habits or negative things. So the first one is they choose the wrong spouse. Hands down, choose the wrong spouse. And I'll get into details on it. We choose the wrong partners in life. And I don't, a lot of people do it and we rush into things or we base our attraction, base things off our attractions or which sometimes have to do with negative family patterns. And because we get what I would call trapped in these relationships, we don't grow. And in the ones that don't grow, if you're not growing, there's no stagnant in life. You're either growing or you're not growing. And not growing is depreciating. And in those relationships where you're not growing, and I'm not talking about abusive, I'm not talking about maybe anything's wrong. I'm talking about the relationships where we just settle. The abusive ones, the verbal abuse, the the 
negative patterns those are obvious i'm just i'm talking about the ones where we settle and over a lifetime people go from like really ambitious great people to almost like they've been their dreams and ambitions have been castrated from them or whatever for lack of a better term probably not a great term for this podcast but i couldn't think of a better one so our relationships and our ability to be uplifted every morning when we wake up or every night when we go to bed is that and i know we're talking about traits but interestingly when we live in a relationship where that trait exists we start choosing our friendships and our lifestyles around those same traits and if that's the trait we live by and as our habit we are thus not ever going to live up to our potential and thus probably never really achieve our outlandish or big dreams and for a lot of leaders that are leaders or could be leaders in this world that start off with a lot of potential in their life or graduating with big dreams and things like that they just never get there and it's sad to say it but if especially when we have kids and we go into our world that if we don't treat our whole life as a partnership and as the upward mobility of each other and the balance of making money and managing money we don't we don't have any any real thing to hold on to like love is needs to be there you need to love and generate love and always be growing love in different ways because you're uplifting each other and you're you're taking on new things and new experiences and new adventures and seeing the world and exposure but if you don't have that relationship if you have someone who doesn't ever want to leave the home it's going to make it hard for you to be a long-term leader so that's number one Number two is the mismanagement of whether it's professionally or personally, leaders who do it over the long run do not succeed or have success. And their organizations tend to create habits of the people that work there that mismanage money. And leaders who do that often in the short term you know especially with crazes like bitcoin and nfts and stuff like that they, they generate a lot of money really quickly and make really smart moves or they do stock and they get really awesome but being long term how do you manage the money that you made in order to go get more money or make more money or be entrepreneurial and get it once the trends are done you know, so I think a lot of people mismanage money. I mean, I just read a thing where Mike Tyson made $700 million over his lifetime. $700 million. His net worth is $3 million. You guys can do the math on how pathetic that is when you mismanage your money. He should be a billionaire if he managed it properly. He should have made enough and been able to manage it well enough to have it worth more. That should be the goal, not to spend it all and not and have less. So three is, I see this and I've seen it at Food Service Partners and Colequip when we had Colequip as a subsidiary. 
and some of our other subsidiaries, AFT and Table Technologies and Zephyr Hardware, is over the long run, the leader stopped being a leader because it was so lonely of that particular organization or that department over loyalty and, and being with the company for a long term. They then became friends with the people they were trying to lead, and they started doing social things and and things after work in a way that, yes, you want to know your em- employees or know the team that works for you or your team members, but professionally, the bond is built in hardship, not in the bars in the dinners or in the boat trips or the stuff like that. And so I see long-term leaders lose all of their leadership skills and all of their credibility and never be able to get out of their situation because all of a sudden they don't know now how to lead without friendship-based leadership because it's so comfortable for them to have friendship and leader versus being alone in a leader, which hence you're leading, you're probably alone there you have followers but you're generally alone um it's not 100 percent true that's why i go back to number one which is the spouse and um you know i think that those are the major ones the fourth one is definitely counting your chickens before they've hatched and so that is I see it time and time again. I see a company get a big contract. I see someone get a new job or a promise of a bonus or promise of something. And they start spending the money before they have it, or they start growing the business before they've actually started generating the revenue or they've started hiring too quickly. Um, when is a good time to hire? Always. But all of a sudden people get promise of things and they they get overexcited. That's the leadership skills or they say it publicly or they promise people something publicly because they think they can do something. Um, unless you're 100% sure, I would not guarantee something. You know, I see that commonality where people promise things to, to make themselves feel better because they don't want the pressure of their followers. That erodes away at um, leadership, that trait, that wanting to please people during tough times or not wanting to deliver people uncomfortable situation or uncomfortable information or communication. That's number four. Number five is for sure not growing personally, mentally and physically, not staying in shape, not being physically attractive, not being mentally attractive, not growing that. That trade, I've seen that over 24 years or since being an entrepreneur from, like I said before, from mowing lawns when I was a kid and making money all the way to fruit stands and organic farms and businesses online that I also did at the very beginning while working with food service partners and internships. What I do know in graduate school is that I've seen so many leaders who came in and they were ambitious and they worked out and they ate well, and then they started getting into leadership and they let the stress happen and they just, they never live up to their dreams and they never live up to who they want to be and they never achieve the things that they want in their life. And a lot of times, all five of these things that I'm talking about are present. 
for most people. And that's why I chose them. But it's also why I focus on healthy food. And it's not only about, you know, being feeling good about being a leader and eating well and exercise and and about taking care of the planet and the environment and regeneration. It's because it's so essential in leadership for us as humans to feel good about ourselves. And when we don't and we have self-loathing because we don't feel attractive or we don't give enough to our spouse, which we should, or we're watching too much TV when not doing exercise or giving time to go on a walk with our spouse or our family or, um, you know, have more stimulating conversations because we read more or have better sex in our lives because we're more attracted to one another. Like that deteriorates a leader. And when a leader is no longer confident because of those things, done. The trait killed the thing. So if there's not the trait of this, wanting to mentally and physically constantly improve yourself or be better or be attractive um, as your duty to your spouse and the world around you, you know, to be a higher model citizen, I just long-term, you know, being around, being around a lot of long-term care homes and hearing a lot of people talk because of food and us doing a lot of catering and long-term care homes all over the country over the last 24 years, I hear a lot of regrets. And a lot of regrets have a lot to do with number five and number two and number one and number three and number four. So, I mean, it's, if you're not going to take care of yourself and it may sound weird low because everyone's like, Oh, be happy for who you are and embrace who you are. I get it. And I 100% agree, but I got to tell you that long-term happiness, long-term health, long-term confidence is going to be in the routine of being mentally and physically attractive, no matter how old you are. Like the human body and humans, and whatever it's beauty, no matter how we age, if you really think about it, you enlighten yourself, we're beautiful, especially as we age and as couples and, and married couples and with our spouses, we should embrace that and explore that and have like, be that you will be better leaders, you'll be better models to your children, you'll be better models to society. But when we start giving up that and we start hiding away because we're scared and we're not comfortable with ourselves anymore. We're not comfortable with being quote unquote naked or whatever. It's, uh, it's, we can do better and we can try to get more comfortable and we can work it out with our spells and find beauty in each other, but also the confidence in working out is not because I look better. It happens naturally But really what happens in the attraction is I feel better because I'm actually accomplishing something daily. And that inside starts feeling better way before the outside looks better. And so number five is a really important one that I don't think people realize. The outside will always take longer than the inside to start feeling better when you start mentally and physically becoming more attractive because you're going to radiate that energy from inside and it takes a while for the outside to catch up it's just the way it is but don't give up 
some say, if you're not managing your money well, start right now. But there's a lot of things. If you're in a relationship and it doesn't work, are there children involved? I get all of it and you have a duty and you need to figure that shit out. But you need to start having conversations about what you guys really want for your dreams and what you're going to model for your children. And you need both need to listen to this podcast or something or a podcast like it or go to betterhelp.com and talk to a therapist together cheaply to figure it out because... You don't want to rob your children or another legacy of something because you can't get over negative traits in your leadership styles. And I'm talking everyone is a leader in some way, shape or form, especially if you're a parent or you work in a business and you have a leadership role. A leader is probably the most common title we have in the world. It's why it has such a negative aspect to it also. It's why a majority of the world see it negatively like we've talked about before. But it's because of these things and even great leaders or good leaders forget these things. They they allow these negative traits to creep in and they don't even get to the point of the 18 pillars of leadership that we're going to discuss, the E's, you know, education, exposure, experience, exercise, just to name a few of them. What do you think, Elena, about all that? I think, you know, summing it up into five, can you just run through the five one more time for those who are listening and listen to those in order and may have forgotten the ones from the beginning, just in case. I'm going to go backwards. The fifth one is growing mentally and physically so so you're more attractive like over the long run the more knowledge you have the more experience you have the more exercise you do the more diverse that is you know such as crossfit or variation the more interesting you become all of a sudden you go surf somewhere all of a sudden you go climb a mountain somewhere and train like you're just a more attractive person because you're more interesting okay then we have, and I'm, I'm going to go out of order, guys. I apologize. Um, or sorry, I'm not going to go out of order. The number four is counting your chickens before they've hatched. That's, um, you know, that's where we're, we're spending the money or we think we've got something or we start bragging about something or we promise something before we actually know it to be true. The third one is, is our leadership style turns into a friendship-based leadership style over the long run. The second one is we mismanage money. We're not good with money. We mismanage it. So no matter how good people are making it or leading or getting it, they mismanage it. And then the first one is they choose the wrong partner or spouse um, as a life. And so those are the five. And I'll do it one more time. Mental physical attraction, working on that always, uh, counting your chickens before they've hatched, turning your leadership style into friendship-based leadership, mismanaging money, and then choosing the wrong life partner. Yeah, I think those really cover, you know, every area of life for, for these, for individuals and leaders, uh, as a whole. And I think, you know, I love that you hopped in first with choosing the wrong life partner or spouse, whatever it may be. 
Uh, I think that was really interesting to hear just the breakdown of that. And I know you have lived life on both sides of the coin there. Um, So it's just interesting to hear these from your point of view. But I think, you know, between that and mismanaging money, um, those two stood out the most to me because I think they're the most relatable for most people. Um, Choosing the wrong life partner that will affect everything, right? From, you know, your day-to-day routine to your children, how your kids are raised, literally every aspect of your life when you intertwine your life with someone else's. And, you know, not saying you're ever going to find someone who's a perfect match and you're ever going to see eye to eye with someone on every single subject. And, and another person's not meant to necessarily make you whole. That's not the purpose of what I'm trying to say and pull from that point. But I think that is really important because that is a really dangerous behavior that, you know, can really derail an entire leadership career, leadership history. And I think we see that a lot too. And, uh, I was just watching a show the other day of Hillsong, um, church in New York city. They also have a church in Australia. That's where it's originated, but it's this huge, they have a band, just this huge church, this huge organization, really. I think they've really gone from just being a church to, I would really describe it as a corporation, honestly. And the lead pastor of their New York location was married with four, three or five kids. And he had an affair and he lost his whole career, lost his wife's whole career. Obviously it's different because the rules are different when you're intertwined with the church that is intertwined with the religious beliefs and they fire people for different reasons or ask people to step down. But I just found that so interesting. There's actually a whole documentary about it. And just how one decision of, you know, how you are in your marriage or in your partnerships can affect your leadership career, your business career, your future opportunities. That was really interesting. And then also how you handle money. Um, There was a documentary we watched in college that we had to watch to graduate. And I want to say, my hope my professors do not listen to this. I think it was called Enron. I believe I could be blanking on that because when you're pregnant, you forget things, but I think it was called Enron. Yeah. And, uh, it was just this whole story and this breakdown of this, this company. And the whole story was so interesting. Anyway, I think his name was something made off. I would fail a test if I took a test on this right now, but we had to watch it a couple of times. And it was so interesting to see, you know, how mishandling money and just not having good, ethical handling of money can affect your whole career. So those two stood out the most to me because I feel like those really cover the vast majority of people, but the other ones too, you know, becoming a more of a friend than a leader or trying to have that kind of thin line between having to balance that. That's really interesting too, but those are the two that stood out the most to me. I mean, the honest first to determine your whole legacy. So That's the, you know, why I chose those two, but the other three, I think are just, I mean, they're just as deadly. I don't know why, but I can tell you from experience or from being with business partners or people that just weren't resilient enough to even make it the three to five year trek as partners or, or support staff or entrepreneurs or managers in an organization like ours, not because we're hard, but just because, um, they let, they made wrong decisions or they started doing things in these ways. And I mean, once you make the turn, if you don't fix it, or if you're already there, you don't start to fix it. 
I mean, you'll just start doing it and doing it and doing it. And, you know, the, they, they get stuck in these patterns and they, they, there's no upward mobility and they go from maybe company to company, but the jobs that always the same, yet they're not growing and they can't figure out why. And I just, I feel bad for them. It's almost, it's a prison sentence because you're a lot of these individuals want more, trying to get more, feel that life has been unfair to them and or that something's wrong with them or someone's luckier than them and the reality is is it's just one of these four and if it is a life partner and you've chosen the wrong one or you think you have there's other ways to go about it i'm not talking about like just cutting it off at the end of the day there's other ways just both partners have to be willing you know so and both partners have to be willing to grow so, you know, I don't want everyone to get to think the wrong idea that I'm like, oh, for like divorce. That's not what I'm saying either. But what I am saying is do the due diligence, especially any young people talking about this, really think about it. Think about what you want for your life or your children and what it is that you want from the world and the and the morals and ethics you pass on and the impact you're going to make. But with the time you hear with the person you choose with the children you have with them. You know, so definitely, I think that's that's really interesting, and those are really great points to make, especially for young entrepreneurs and young leaders and just young people in general. Um, I think we're in a day and age where we have all this access to social media and all this access to you know people from all across the world, but how often do we use that just for mindlessly scrolling uh, and liking and posting for attention? That's a generalization. So I'm not trying to offend anybody, but. How, you know, I feel like we should use social media more often, whether it's, you know, through podcasts or business leaders or whatever it may be, just to find role models and mentors. And you can have a mentor who doesn't even know you exist with social media. And I think that's so cool. And I think, you know, it's just imperative for young people to really take advantage of the access they have to leaders. And that's really how you can create the kind of life that you want um, is by being influenced by the right people. And if you never expose yourself to that type of content, you'll never hear, you know, warnings and things like this. And you'll, you know, you may hear one piece of advice from social media or from a business leader or a podcast, and you wake up 10 years later and your life is completely different. And you can really credit it to, oh, I heard that piece of advice and I implemented that in my life. And, you know, that's how things turned out this way. So I think, you know, that's, I really love how you pointed out, you know, for young people to be listening, to be taking this advice in applying it to their lives. Um, absolutely love that. So thank you just for sharing all of that with us. Thank you guys for listening in. Um, if you have any feedback on this episode, reach out to us on, uh, social media. We'll also put our email list, sign up link in the description where you can sign up to get exclusive content from, um, Centurion Leadership Battalion. So we'd love to have you join us on that email list. And Justin, I'll let you close us out today. Uh, thank you. Really, I think that this is one of those things where it's about our own choices and it's not about blaming anyone else. It's about we get a chance to make a conscious decision in our life and in a world where we're so rushing in to get married after college and have children because we think it's the right thing to do and start our careers because we're so into the rat race and the expectations, especially in the United States, that we really don't think about these decisions that we're making 
in terms of the long term. And I know it's cliche to say it, and there, someone probably said it to me, and I didn't hear it at the time. But um, here's the thing is I don't have any regrets. Like I don't regret the things that I've done or the people in my life or the lessons that I learned. It's just that I probably could have learned them faster or gone through the heartache faster if I wouldn't have held on to the things the way that I did. And I don't ever give up. But there's a difference between giving up and admitting a mistake or a failure and pivoting to grow from it. And that's still never giving up either. So, you know, I really just, as we talk about this and and people might, you know, really take these things to heart or I'm, we may get emotional responses because of the first one and, and the life partner thing like you have a choice now to do something different and take whatever energy you're feeling or whatever to try to build your relationship. Or, you know, if you have children, how can you lead by example to maybe do things differently? I'm not, again, it's when I say it, I'm using an extreme because you can choose differently, but maybe you didn't choose wisely to begin with, but you can start choosing differently now. And if both of you aren't willing to grow and there's not long-term growth, you know, that's for you to decide, you know, and if, especially if there's growth and the two of you are growing in not the right ways, or, or you don't agree in the way growth should be done for your children or, or which path to take, which it seems hard to believe, but it's true. Believe me. So thank you everyone for listening in, follow us on Instagram, check out the summaries below, check out all of our cool sub series, all the core value exploration, the family movie nights as we're, we're sort of um, getting those launched since there's empty spots here and there, um, trying to get those done. And gosh, I can't even think we've got pillars of leadership we'll be working on uh, as well, hopefully. So. Uh, awesome. Everyone have a great day. Lead with intent. And I hope um, anyone who's feeling any of these traits or worried about any of these traits, you know, start today. There's no day like today to start building a new habit. So thank you.